Hello, and welcome to Tiny Marketing. I'm Sarah Noah Block, and I teach small marketing departments that are tired of feeling overwhelmed and under-resourced how to build and manage effective and efficient marketing strategies that work for them. Get ready, it's time to dig in and get a big impact with your tiny team. Hey everyone, this is Sarah Noel Black, CEO and Head of Marketing Strategy for Tiny Marketing. And this is our weekly show where we give you actionable advice that you can implement today. This week, we have special guest, queen of social media, Twitter fan, and my fellow Orange Squad member, Dariana Lozano. And I am going to add her to the screen right now. Hey, girl. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I am excited about this topic. I've gotten a lot of good feedback this week about it. And today, why don't you tell us, what are we learning? Awesome. So today we are going to learn about launching on social media marketing. So if you have a product or a service that's new, your audience hasn't heard about, we're going to walk you through how to make a launch successful. Yes. And can you just introduce yourself real quick to the audience? Sure. I'm Dariana Lozano. I am a social media consultant based in New York City. And I just talk about all things social media. I'm obsessed with social media. I've been doing this for about 10 years now. And you know, I've worked with businesses that are just starting uh, to big corporations. So and everything in between. <laughs> so there's a lot of... I've dealt with a lot of different companies and experience here. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so let's start with the very beginning. How do you yes. create a launch goal? Right. So I work backwards. That's like with anything. (laughs) I like to work backwards. So I like to figure out where you want to be and decipher everything in between from there. So how do you even set a goal? Mm -hmm. If you've launched before, you can set a number based on what that was. So if you need a certain number of sales, or maybe you want to hit a revenue goal. So maybe you want to make $20,000 from your, how many sales would you have to get to make that number? So start there. If you haven't done it before, just pick a number that you feel comfortable with. Sometimes we don't know and that's okay. I think with social media, when you first do something, you're not going to know what the results are. Right. And I think people kind of get caught up in that, but your first launch is kind of a test. And so just, yeah, it's always like, what's going to happen? So just pick a number and it's okay if it's a crazy number. That's probably even better because you work work harder to get there. Um, But pick a number and just go from there. So again, if you have want a certain amount of downloads or a monetary number, those are two basic places to start. Okay. So you start with this number in mind, download Mm -hmm. or target. And then how do you reverse engineer that to plan for social media? Yes. So I like to go in stages. I figure, you know, most of the time we have to educate our consumers about what's happening. So you let them know that an offer is coming. Then you educate them on what that might be. And then you actually do your launch. So there's stages. And the way you create the content is basically what I just mentioned. You let people know what's happening. Then you give them a little taste of what's coming or educate them. And then you kind of see where you are. You know, are you halfway to your goal? Are you a quarter of the way? Does that mean you have to show up more? You know, if you're not where you think you should be, then that's time to ramp things up. If you're on track, 
just go with what you're doing already. And that's kind of how you figure out what kind of content to create. And the content that you want to create is up to you, right? So if you're great on video, go ahead and create video content tutorials or, you know, give them a little sneak peek. If you're like launching a membership, you can give them a sneak peek of what the membership looks like in the back end. Um, Mm -hmm. There's just so many different ways to go. Okay. So it sounds like you would start off with some sort of teaser, something is Something is happening. Something's brewing. Yeah, you have to build that buzz. (laughs) And then just like with regular content marketing, you begin educating them on that. So something like whatever product or service you're launching, it would be the problem that you're solving. You start to educate people on how to solve their problem to engage with them on that topic. Yeah. And then do a sneak peek at what you're actually creating. Yes. And that final week, just sell, 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 sell. (laughs) Okay. So on the sell, 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 (laughs) how do you create engaging social media posts that are also meant to sell? Right. So you've kind of already warmed up your audience, right? So they know something's coming. You've gotten them excited. You're letting them know you're going to solve this big problem for them. So the end just becomes more about educating, not about the general topic, but more about what your offer is. So Mm -hmm. what they're going to get, what results they might see at the end, testimonials of people that maybe have used your product or gone through your service before. You're just showing them all the benefits and all the good stuff that they're going to get once they join you. Yeah, I can see that same concept working, even if it's not a new launch. If you have your own service and you've been doing it for a while, but you want to get new leads in, fresh leads in, you could probably do this even with service when you're already doing it. Yeah, it's repeatable. And the great thing about repeating the launch process is that you can pick and choose like, okay, maybe videos didn't work last time. So this time I'll try to warm them up with like a download or, you know, maybe give them a little piece of my program before they actually purchase the whole thing. So I love when you can repeat something because you really just start to hone in on those things that work. And that's what makes you scale your product or service. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I love about marketing that it's all about Testing, tweaking, testing, tweaking, and eventually you find what's working and it's easy to repeat. <laughs> yeah. And once you hit that stride, like it's it's a numbers game. It just becomes like, okay, how much money do I want to make? Okay, so I know that my sales page converts at this number. So I need to get like 500 more people this time. And it, that's when it gets really fun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know your conversion rate eventually as you start to actually convert people. <laughs> yes, I know. And I know it can get really frustrating because people... Again, if you were doing this for the first time, you're just not going to have these numbers, but that's totally fine. That's why you launch and then you repeat it and then you repeat it. (laughs) Yeah. And you can always start with assuming an average conversion rate. Right. I would say 2% is probably an average conversion rate. (laughs) That's the same one that I use. Yeah. You can start there. Even if you don't know what your exact conversion rate is, start with the average and go with your revenue goal and then reverse engineer it from there. Yeah. And see how it's pacing. And that's my favorite part because if things are slow, you can always post more or post less if you're seeing like your engagement is going down or whatever that may be, or you're losing people. Mm -hmm. You can always tweak things as you go along. Yeah. So it's important to always be looking at your analytics and especially during a launch. Yes. To see... Do I need to tweak this mid campaign? Is this not working? Yes. 
<laughs> and that can be really stressful, but it's totally fine to pivot and change things. Or if you're getting a question that maybe you didn't think about, create content around that. So you'll get little hints about what to do as you're going through your launch. So you can create that those general pieces of content, but you'll see that your audience is going to let you know that's you know what information yeah. they need. That is a really good point. I am a huge fan of using like frequently asked question pages yes. to address the friction points during the selling process. Like yeah. someone is pushing back on a sale for a reason, use the friction that they're seeing, the question they have in a frequently asked questions pages and that those questions can be converted to social media posts, email, character campaign. There's a lot of things you can do with that. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes the simple things are what works the best. And I think sometimes we get caught up in like making things more complicated for ourselves. Yeah. I mean, it happens to everyone, right? But sometimes we have to step back and just really like simplify things. And if people are asking you questions, answer them. (laughs) Yeah. Completely agree with you. And it's a way to address the problem before you lose a sale. Absolutely. So how often do you recommend posting on, let's say, well, you're a big Twitter fan. Let's start with Twitter. How often should you be posting there? (laughs) Okay. So Twitter, because Twitter moves so quickly, you can get away with posting a lot. (laughs) So if you're posting several times a day, you can even just once a day, I think is doable and minimum or not. I mean, during a launch minimum, right? Mm -hmm. But you can also do things like retweet yourself, which it almost feels like you're tooting your own horn, but that's okay. (laughs) If something's working, (laughs) if something's working, you can repeat it, especially on a network like Twitter. Again, it's fast paced. Tweets come out all the time. If you're on something like Instagram, then, you know, feed posts. Sometimes we see that with our clients, if we post every single day, we actually start to see engagement go down. And it hurts us. Good to know. Yeah. And every account is different, right? So some accounts will benefit from that and some won't. And this goes back to our point of check your analytics (laughs) while you're launching to see what's going on. Yeah. And that's a good point because you hear the rule of thumb, like at least my research shows like Twitter at least once a day is good. LinkedIn once a week is sufficient. Yeah. Instagram I read is once per day, but that yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, for sure. We have a client and this is like my favorite story to tell. So I'm sure people have heard it. If you follow me, you've heard it over and over. We had a client who only wanted to post once a week and we were like, eh, well, minimum, I would do like two or three times, but his account has seen growth week after week, even with just one post a week. So it really just depends on your audience. So test and pay attention to what's coming in and the analytics that you're getting, and then adjust to that. With that said, Instagram stories, you can post several times a day and you're fine. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm on story. Yeah. (laughs) Let's look at Sarah's question real fast. Yeah. We could walk through this process with a fictional product or service. Hey there, fellow entrepreneurs and B2B marketers. Before we dive back into the conversation, let me introduce you to a game changer in the lead generation arena, Lead Feeder. Now, we all know the struggle of identifying those elusive website visitors and turning them into valuable leads. But what if I told you there's a tool that not only promises, but delivers on supercharging your lead generation and sales efforts? Enter Lead Feeder. Imagine having the power to identify companies visiting your website 
track their behavior in real time, and seamlessly integrate it all with your CRM. Leadfeeder is not just a tool, it's your secret weapon for efficient and targeted lead engagement. What sets Leadfeeder apart? It's the ability to provide detailed insights into visitor behavior, helping your sales team prioritize efforts and close deals faster. With customizable notifications, lead scoring, and GDPR compliance, Leadfeeder is changing the game. Ready to revolutionize your approach to leads and deals? Head over to leadfeeder.com for your free demo today. That's L-E-A-D-F-E-E-D-E-R.com. Don't miss out on the future of successful lead generation with Leadfeeder. Okay, great. So if I had, should we pick a product or a service? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about a coaching launch. Okay, great. I just went through this. So <laughs> I know, that's why I picked that. <laughs> so when I do a launch, I basically, the first, let's talk about timeline as well. I think when you think about the timeline to promote something, a movie, for example, we hear about it about a year before it actually hits the theaters, right? So the more time, the better. <laughs> but if you want to put a timeline on it, I would say four to six weeks for launching. So you have the opportunity to, again, tease, I'm working on something, something's coming up. Then I would go into educating around the topic that my coaching program is going to solve for you. So for me, that's social media strategy. And if you look at my content, it's a lot about strategy, why you should be using strategy, the benefits of using social media strategy. I answer strategy questions. Then I let you know that this program is coming. So I build buzz around that. Um, I don't give away too much of the details yet, but I'll let you know it's coming and, and that I'm going to solve your strategy problems for you. Because I know that, you know, keeping consistent is a problem or <laughs> content is, is driving you nuts. And then I take the, the last week to really promote it. Like, okay, my cart, the cart, the doors are open. You can enroll. Here's how you enroll. These are the modules. So I create content around that, around what the actual pieces are, what you'll be learning, the benefits. I'll talk about, you know, I'll give testimonials. So that's kind of, I hope that kind of lays it out for you in a way that makes sense. Let me recap it then. Yes. You begin the social media campaign four to six weeks before the launch. Yes. And you start off with a teaser. Mm -hmm. And then over those weeks, you're providing education on the problem that you're solving. Yeah. And then in the final week before the launch, you do the, like a cart sequence where... Yes. Hey, it's coming. It's, <laughs> it's opening up in four days. Yes. Here's your promo code, maybe. Or something yeah. Like that. yeah, for sure. Is there a general rule of how many posts should be included within this launch? I try to show up almost every day and that can change, right? So one day can be a feed post and then the next day I'll do a series of Instagram stories. Mm -hmm. So I try to balance it that way, but I make sure that I'm showing up almost every day so that I give myself the most opportunities to sell. And then I can see if I'm doing too much or not enough. Right. So maybe I, you know, I'll go live in my Facebook group and then I'll do an Instagram story. But then if I'm seeing that I'm not really getting traction on Instagram, but I'm seeing more in my Facebook group, I might do another live. So it kind of changes as the launch is progressing. Okay. But I would try to show up like once a day somewhere. Okay. Yeah. That's useful. Yeah. All right, Sarah, I hope that answered your question. Hi, Addison. <laughs> <laughs> this question from Dean also. Oh, Dean. Hi, Dean. 
So would love to know Daria's thoughts on influencers and how to engage with them on social media. Yeah. So if you have affiliates or influencers, that's the fastest way that you're going to grow. It's really, it opens you up to a new audience. So if you see someone that teaches or creates content around the topic that you are either providing the service or product for, it can be as simple as shooting a message, shooting a DM. You know, how do you, are you interested in working with me? I have this program that's coming out. You can be an, an affiliate. I'm giving you, I don't know, 30% or whatever you're, you're offering um, as an affiliate for that. So it can be as simple as literally sending a message on the social media platform that you're on, or you can grab their email address. A lot of influencers will have their emails. Um, I would just make sure that they are creating content around the topic or that their target audience is aligned with yours or else it's not going to make sense. So if I'm launching a social media product, I'm not going to approach a lifestyle influencer because that's probably not going to be aligned. I'm not going to get anything out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's really important to engage with what they're already producing on right. engage with them on social media. So yes. they start to notice you before you. a cold pitch when you right. <laughs> that's an important point to bring up. Yeah. Start start warming up that influencer that you're going to chat with or trying to reach out to. Mm-hmm. But they're 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 a great way to grow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me see what other questions did I have? Yes. So based in your strategy how do you find where your audience lives online so you know what social media platforms make the most sense to target? That is a great question. So I like to dive into my audience the best that I can. So I go out of my way to find conversations. I will do a Twitter search for chats that are happening around social media or questions people may have or even other communities. For example, I am a writer for Social Media Today. So I'll go to their Twitter account and see who's interacting with their stuff and kind of go on their account and scope out who else they follow, what kind of stuff they're interacting with that they're tweeting with. So I I take a look at what they're doing. It's a lot of research. It's not, it's tedious. So it's not the most fun sometimes, but the more you can dive into your target audience's life, everything, literally what music they listen to, what magazines they're reading, what do they drive? (laughs) You know, like, are they... Are they driving home? Are they are they a commuter? All these things sound really mundane and like they don't make sense, but it helps me to connect with them. So if I make a reference, for example, I had a post once for a launch where I referenced getting on the subway, but not knowing where I was going to end up, right? We were talking about reverse engineering <laughs> a launch and it was, you know, you wouldn't really understand that unless you're a commuter, right? So I really pay attention to who I'm trying to reach and what their lifestyle is like and how I can connect with them. Okay, that makes sense. Another question. Oh, one thing. I also yeah. really like to look at publications that are aligned with my audience that my audience yes. is reading and check out their social media. Where are they getting the most engagement? Yes. And, um, the most followers because then that's probably where my people are too. Absolutely. That's such a good point to make. And then you can create content that kind of mirrors that as well, because if it's popular for them, then your people are probably also looking for that same information. Yeah. Publications and their media kits that yes. like who their audience is. And that's such a good hack, Sarah. <laughs> I do that a lot. I like to look at publications that my audience 
or my client's audience is with and grab their information because they're always doing surveys. <laughs> and yeah, know surveys are, yes, yeah, surveys are such a good, that is such a good point. All right. Question from Addison. What would you recommend for a one person social media marketing team and trying to achieve a few campaigns at one time? Organization and planning ahead. <laughs> I mean, those are the two things that are going to save you. Plan ahead as much as you can. Try to get as much content done beforehand as you can so that you have that flexibility of if something pops up, like if I start to see something pop up, then I don't have to freak out because I haven't already created that thing that I wanted to create, but now I have to create this other thing. And I'm like all over the place, plan, plan, plan. That is what saved me (laughs) a headache over and over again. Yeah, I agree with you. Planning is important and scheduling. So you have in real time. Yes. <laughs> Especially when you're doing multiple campaigns. Yeah, scheduling. And then making sure things actually go out because I've scheduled and then have issues. So <laughs> double yeah. check. So I know Addison, and I'm pretty sure she is referring to campaigns for different like, branches of the company yes. she's working with. But okay. if you are launching multiple, is there a concern about diluting the message if you're launching multiple campaigns at once for one brand. For sure. And that I would put on a schedule. So I would work through one first and then launch the next because if you're people get confused and if you're not clear on what you're selling, then your audience is not going to be clear. So I try not to like push too many things at once. You can sell different things, right? Like for example, I do one-on-one coaching, but I also have my group coaching program and my agency, but I try not to talk about everything at once. Maybe I'll do one post. that's like, here's how you can work with me. Here's all the different ways you can work with me. But if I'm really trying to push one service, I'll stick to that one service for, you know, X amount of time, whatever that is a month, a quarter, and try to just concentrate on one and then phase in the next thing. Yeah, that makes sense. So like, let's, to make it simple, we say that you have like four different things that you sell for your business. You could do a campaign and schedule it out quarterly. And then in between those campaign launches, you could do one of those, hey, to my new followers and introduce everything that you do. Exactly. (laughs) Like a little (laughs) series like that. Yeah, that makes total sense. And that's probably going to be the clearest way to talk to your audience because and different products are usually for different people. So someone that wants one-on-one isn't the same as someone who just wants to like read an ebook or go, go through a video course. So you don't want to get those people confused. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. When you're working on a campaign launch, should you be doing paid along with organic social? Yes. <laughs> if you have the budget, absolutely. I think a lot of people, we see a lot of people have successful campaigns and we think it's all organic, but usually it's not. So if you have some budget to spend, I would definitely spend it on different, you know, the different um, stages. So for example, if you have a freebie and that's how you get people into your list and into your world, spend money there and get a lot of leads in because that's what you want. And then you can hit them organically once they're on your email list, but spend that money up front. Or if there's an organic post that's naturally doing well, that's a hint to you that you should probably put money behind it to amplify the reach of it. Okay. So popular posts boost them. Yes. Any lead gen type posts to gather their email addresses, those should be advertised. Pay them. Those were, yeah. If I had a limit, when I have limited budget, that's where 
those are the probably what's going to help you the most. And then of course you do want that one where you're selling. If you can retarget that towards people that have either visited the landing page or gone to your website, that's warmer than just like trying to hit cold traffic. Mm-hmm. So for those of us on limited budgets, that's the best way to kind of assess where to spend. Literally everyone that follows me is on a limited budget. <laughs> yes. I think that's for a lot of us, you know, I work with a lot of small businesses and I know, I know we don't have the big budgets. That's fine. You don't need a huge, huge budget. You just need to spend it the right way and make sure that again, going back to knowing your audience and what they're reading and you know, where they are, that's, that's how you can really target them and not waste money on just like a big pool of people. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Is there anything else that you want to tell the audience before you hop off? Sure. I mean, thank you for having me. First of all, it was really exciting. It was fun to talk about launching. I feel like I haven't spoken about launching in a while and there's so many different service providers out there. Also, if you want to connect with me, my handle is at Dari Low on Twitter and on Instagram. I like hanging out on Twitter. So if you're on Twitter, hit me up. (laughs) And if you have, um, if you need social media help, uh, one-on-one consulting, I love working with clients one-on-one to get the most out of their campaigns. Sometimes it's, you know, that help with accountability. Sometimes you just don't know where to start and you're overwhelmed and I can help you kind of figure that out and get that stress out of it. Yes, she is an (laughs) all-star. Thank Thank you you, so much. Amy, no other questions came in, so we'll hop off. It was good. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) Bye. All right. Let's wrap it up. Thank you so much for joining me today. And before you go, if you enjoyed the show, you will want to do a couple of things. Sign up for our newsletter where you will get first notice of our shows and jam-packed weekly newsletters that provide even more actionable tips. So go to saranoablock.com slash newsletter, which you can see in the little banner below. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for joining Tiny Marketing. I help tiny marketing departments create consistent content that builds trust with your audience. Get one month of content in one week by visiting saranoaublock.com. And take what you learned today and apply it to your tiny marketing department to see the growth that you deserve. Don't forget to follow the podcast on your favorite podcast app. And if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to hit the subscribe button. We'll see you next time.